We'll get it right. That was ha uh, hallowed. Yeah. So uh, just another wonderful artist I found on uh, YouTube. Actually, I heard him on another podcast. And it's the best thing about, I think, the modern world of being able to do TV shows from your living room uh, and, and podcasts and all that crazy stuff is that people, there's a lot of talented people out there. And all you have to do is search for, I mean, there's a lot of shit out there too. <laughs> and yeah. you got to kind of work your way through that. Um, but yeah, hallowed. So go check him out at, he doesn't have a slug on his YouTube channel. I just noticed, but if you just put hallowed, um, music into YouTube or let me read his, um, his bio page here. Cause he's got, uh, some stuff where you can find, he's got a lot of cool stuff. We're going to use him a couple more times, obviously for the show, uh, hallowedbeats.bandcamp.com for more of his music. And, uh, it's just one dude, just one dude. Uh, that does all that. I like it because I grew up in the 90s and I was kind of, it wasn't punk rock, but I liked that sort of Fugazi. Um, Fugazi, Fugazi, hey. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that music and this kid hits it right out, right out of the park. I think he's great. Um, so yeah. I like it. Hey man, we're, again, it's almost peaceful. That's right. It's almost peaceful. Well, that's what this is since COVID is, is over. Um, I think we should just have a peaceful protest and then we can get in get together in my own studio and start having normal shows. So what's new for you, Jeremy, as I pull up um, our show notes for today? Well, besides the disclaimer, we need to go through new, new stuff other than I got my car back. A tree fell on it and I finally <laughs> got it back, man. That was last episode. <sighs> Uh, last episode, uh, we were doing this and what did it happen right after it happened in the middle of the night? Two thirty in the morning, right after the, after the episode. That's crazy. Two thirty in the morning. We're getting ready for the Jacksonville hike. And, uh, I, I'm like, man, like what could go wrong? You know, the, we had a great, we had a great show feeling great. I mean, I went and ate dinner, went to lay down. I'm like, yeah, I'm awake. <laughs> and then two 30 in the morning, I hear this bang and crash. So I grabbed my pistol. I'm thinking, oh my God. That guy who tried to break into myself and my roommate's car a, long, um, a while back tried to come back. So I, I loaded this thing up, ready to go. Go outside with tack flashlight. I'm holding this thing out, ready to go. That's and then a, tree. I see a tree. Yeah. Oh man, 
That's your car had like bad luck from day one, didn't it? Don't even start it, man. 36 hours after I bought that fucking thing, um, a bunch of debris fell off the back of a trailer of a Pike truck that's local here to here to Raleigh. They're like the sister company to Duke Energy and mm-hmm. re- hit the side of my car. Big old, big old dent. 36 hours after I bought the car. It's a year later and a tree falls on it. What's next? That's insane. I was driving once uh, in my pickup truck and a, a uh, big rig blew out its tire and scared the shit. It's loud. If I, we, I was probably oh, 15 yeah, feet from it. Blew out the tire and sent it into my truck. Uh, well, the outside edge of it, and it just bounced off the truck, didn't do any damage. But that's, knock on wood, the only crazy thing that's happened to me with the vehicle over the last few years. At least the semi's got it right. You always got to discard your rubber. That's right. That's right. First, because of, well, what you just heard, we have to do our disclaimer. The views of 21 Gun, the soup, I'm sorry, I always say that wrong. I got to write this better and clearer. The views of of the 21 Guns soup sandwich hosts, Kevin Sullivan and Jeremy Walton are, and all subsequent guests are strictly the opinions of the individuals that do not rep- and do dude I should just start from the beginning and do not represent an official position of any previous or future guests of the show or associated organizations everything stated during this episode is to be taken at face value face value as open discussion and individual opinions and I recommend you as a listener do your own research and draw your own conclusion. <laughs> Thank you. You should get a job in broadcasting. That would be pretty cool. Man, it's almost like I'm trying to do it with a podcast. Oh, do you want? I forgot to do something. I was going to open up like this because I like my t-shirt. Oh, yeah. You went full bro vet. Nice. <laughs> well, um, it looks like me. My wife got it for me because it looks... Oh, you probably can't hear me. Uh, yeah, I got this. Great, man. I got this because it looks like me. And... um. That's all. I thought it was funny. I wear this and my kids laugh. So this is what I happens mean, when you yeah, get old. It works. It works, when you, man. When you get old, that's that's like the, the highlight of your day. You walk <laughs> around wearing a shirt that looks like you. Uh, what's new? Hey, do you know what? This is actually going to be a uh, Air Force-centric intro because there's been a lot of news uh, with the Air Force this week. And so if you want, I'll just share my screen here. Let me, um, let me start all with right. this because this made me laugh. Oh, it's got to play an ad. The the fighter pilots? Yeah. How'd you know? Oh, because you saw oh, the man, show notes. It's like I have it up. All right. Hold on a second. One. Add to stream. Uh, now let's hopefully you can hear the, the audio on this here. Yeah, we can hear it. Okay, good. And then you deleted it. Ten points. We're about 20 minutes out from the Korean Peninsula. Since we were all scrambled from different bases, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Wildcard. Sidewinder. Viper. Clown penis. (laughs) Pilot, uh... You got a little static there. Uh, Mind repeating that call sign again? Sure thing. Clown penis. (laughs) Penis like your penis. (laughs) Lovely day to fly, huh, boys? Clown penis, over now. Drill squad, this is Honolulu Ground Control. Com signal's a little spotty, so we just want to clarify a couple things. One, are you guys saying clown penis? And two, why? Over. Aloha, Honolulu. That is affirmative. You are hearing clown penis because I am clown penis. Okay. All right, that's enough of that. Yeah, but um, did you notice her name was Cox? 
No, I didn't even notice that. I, I um, it's, it's funny when you go to flight school, uh, you have a lot of, um, someone wrote, can we get a hua? LOL. That would be Christopher Hess. People, people are so spun up. Like when you get there, cause you want to be, I mean, I went in Oh one Oh two. So we were still kind of the generation that watched top gun and we just wanted to be top gun. I mean, even though I was going in a C one thirty, which is so far from being top gun, but right. you get there and you're like, Oh, when do we get call signs? Do we get call signs? No, no. The fighter jet guys, they have all those <laughs> stupid call signs and they walk, they actually call each other that off duty. Yeah. But isn't that something like they, that's given to you kind of like your biker name, like yeah. your road name. It's got to yeah, be given. It, to you. It's, it's happened. It's happened. Like uh, my squadron, we had meat wad. Um, we had butters. Um, and, and, and it's really and we had needles because he passed out. For, so it's a, yeah, like stupid things happen. And then you, you kind of get that moniker, but it's not like it's on the side of your helmet and it's not like, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things. Uh, yeah, so I was Sully. That was my that was my awesome call sign. Twelve hundred fifty hours flying a jet for the Air Force, and they just called me my last name, basically, which is why I go by Sully for this episode. A little bit of information for you there. Dang. Well, I mean, uh, so I just got that notification for us. Your video was blocked because it may contain video, audio, or video that doesn't that belongs to somebody else. Screw oh, you, Facebook. Shit. Wait, are we off Facebook then? No, we're still going. They just blocked the video. The video, it'll, 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 block, it'll block out the audio, but we'll still continue. Okay. God damn it. Anyways, thank you, Zuckerberg. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't disparage him. They'll probably take me off. Um, have you seen the uh, Russian spy whale? <laughs> yeah, man, a little beluga whale. Uh, I'm, I think this might be old news. Are you going to bring it up or am I going to bring it up? I got it right here, ready to go. All right, yeah. Bring that, up. Bring that shit up, Jamie. Oh man, you gotta, it's like you gotta yeah. remove something. You minimized it. There you go. So basically the Russians uh, are training beluga whales <laughs> with GoPro cameras. And uh, a bunch of these sailors, I think in this picture, they're a bunch of fishermen. Uh, this thing kind of swims up to them and it's like, hey, let's play. And it starts, they start playing fetch with it. And so they're like, all right, you can take it down. And they start looking at it. And it's got a it's got a harness on it, and it has all this Russian writing. And they're like, "What the hell is this thing doing?" It's got a, a and there's a, a base within this thing's swimming distance. I don't know what the hell you call it, um, but yeah, isn't that the weirdest thing? That's I mean, I think that's pretty cool. If I could train a, a whale or something to do my bidding, that would be absolutely awesome. Just I saying. remember, didn't they have dolphins? Didn't wasn't the Navy using dolphins or something dolphins, like that? Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, I guess I guess it's not that crazy now that I think about it since we've already been doing it. It's a big I guess I just brought up a no news uh thing. swimming distance. I don't know what the hell you call it. Right. I mean, like I said, it's it, it it all comes down to like do you have the time and patience to really train an aquatic animal to do to do what you need to do? Like that would be They look pretty friendly. They look very dog-like. Um speaking of animals, a monkey stole a man's cell phone and started taking Selfies with it. Now, have you ever been to Africa? I have never been to Africa. I have not. I have been to Africa quite a few times. And one time we were in Mombasa, if, I can, if I'm saying that right. And I remember specifically 
uh, pull up that picture of that stupid monkey. I remember specifically there were monkeys on your balcony and we were like five stories up, but these little bastards would come up there and, and some of the tourists didn't realize that they thought they were cute. So they would open up their door to, to give them food or whatever. And these fuckers would come into their rooms and you would hear them screaming and they, they had all these signs. It was like, just don't open up your doors. What are your uh, sliding glass doors? Because these do. monkeys are anything but tame. And they steal pocketbooks. They steal wallets. They steal clothes. They, gra they grab whatever they want and they run out. They're like um, ferrets. Ferrets do that. They steal oh, shiny yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. So apparently this one stole a man's cell phone and then started taking selfies with it. So yeah. <sighs> Yeah, again, if I had uh, another four-legged animal taking selfies of itself, I'm pretty sure the Planet of the Apes is starting soon. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I brought up a bunch of stories that I thought were Air Force-centric, but I think I deleted a lot of them because I'm realizing there's not a lot of Air Force here. Airmen awarded the DFC, uh, which is actually really good. That's three. That's the third highest. you got Medal of Honor, like the Legion of Merit. I forget what's right below the Medal of Honor. Um, and then... Silver Star DFC. So is it four, right. five down? Whatever it is, but DFC is pretty high. It's not very common. We had one when I was in because I, I, a crew almost crashed. Like there was something structurally wrong with the aircraft, but they, they all came together and figured out how to fix it, and they got a DFC. But these guys were Air Force uh, helicopter pilots. So for the fires right. that are out in. In California, they uh, were just ballsy. They were told that they could. They had the spotter airplane going and be like, "You guys can't get in there. It's 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 what we would call IFR. There's just so much smoke you can't see the ground." And right. there was a bunch of campers stranded on top of a mountain, and they're like, "No, we're gonna go get them." And those dudes flew in there. And I'll read the uh, quote from the commander in chief. He said, "Our nation is strong because remarkable ind remarkable individuals like these service members. America prevails because of the brave and selfless patriots who risk everything so that they may save the lives of the people. In many cases, that they don't know. Our nation has benefited from your bravery. And on behalf of our great nation, I thank you very much. Uh, there's a motto that I live by. Um, so we had a group of guys called the Pararescue Men, or the PJs. I'm sure you've heard of them." Yep. And when we would go out on flights, you know, it, it, you could wind up in a smoking hole somewhere. And knowing that the PJs were always, no matter what, no matter where you were, if you were like on the side of a mountain, if you were out in the middle of the ocean, if you were dead, if you were alive, they were going to come get you. And that was kind of a peace of mind to have. And their motto is that others may live. And, um, you know, we like... We, it, I was going to say, we like to pick on the Air Force. You like to pick on the Air Force, but... Um, Always. <laughs> but we, we, you know, we have our, our pride and we have some ballsy people out there and, and good on them. Good on them for the, for the DFC. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like they, like, they literally disobeyed every order. And I mean, it's a couple of chief warrant officers and such. They just said, screw this, man. There's people that need to be rescued. I don't That's think they were warrant officers because they, they, this is Air There's Force. a couple of warrant officers that was in there. Really? Really? Mm -hmm. They might be relics because I know they had them at one point and the army's got them. Uh, unless I might have screwed this whole story up. Maybe they were army. No, they were Air Force because it's freaking. No, you can get a DFC in the army. Mm -hmm. um, but it said Air Force. So maybe it was a mistake because mistakes are made, which leads us, leads us to our next story. Trump <sighs> tweeted out a picture supporting the troops. And pull that pull that picture up there. <laughs> That's the uh, the implicit bias. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh, it's under oops. Oh, uh, task and purpose. So yeah, I have a support. There yeah, we go. So, 
so his campaign pulled up a um tweeted out an image uh that was like i don't remember what it says but you'll see it right here uh scroll down a little bit okay there it is support our troops now what you can't see i don't know if you can blow that up at all uh jeremy but what you can't see is that is not an american aircraft behind those silhouettes <laughs> i think it's a russian uh, it's russian something and then all those all those soldiers down there it, there was only one with a uh, M16 variant, maybe a M4, something like that. And then everyone else is using some sort of foreign weapon. They're AK right here. You can <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. yeah so makes actually no sense. So of course they attack uh, Trump, right? Because oh, you idiot! Look what you did. Y you know it's some intern or some kid that's like, oh, I got, I get to make social media posts for for the big man, and. He just took a stock photo or whatever and, and didn't look at it close enough. Oh, my God. And here it looks like a G36 or something like that. I mean, can you imagine yeah. him holding a giant PKM? Look, man, look what our military carries every day. Like, come he's, on. He's so fired. That kid is so fired. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, – oh, wait. One last thing I wanted to bring up because I don't remember if we talked about this last time. Two things. Uh, August – yeah, yeah, no. This was the the last time we spoke. the The Coast Guard, Coast Guard. So, you know, yes. if you guys, if, if we pick on the Air Force, we shit on the Coast Guard. No, hey, listen, guys, I love Coasties. You're all wonderful. It's just, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, so I feel like they have the, uh, what's that? What's that word? The the complex where they have to like just run into the craziest yes. situations, jumping on top of a of a submarine, and smashing on the lid. Uh, well, there was a bunch of Coasties that were out swimming. I don't know where it was somewhere. And this dude was on shark watch and he's up on top of the, uh, the bridge, I guess you would call it. I don't know. Freaking boats. On the, they're on the deck. Yeah. They're on the, swim, on the deck. Swim and he just brah, 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 starts shooting at a shark, a tiger shark too, as it's swimming around, uh, all the guys. I thought that was great. Good on you. Coast guard. Love seeing shit like that. I mean, no man behind, right? I'll say uh, Richard High, the angry cops, did a, a great video on that a couple weeks ago. So this is definitely old news. Speaking of Richard High, did you see what, what happened to him? I did not. Yeah. So some dude tried to assault him with a skateboard and spit on his car. And he was crazy. He was a crazy dude. And so uh, angry cops decked him, knocked him down, sat on him until the police showed up. I didn't realize he's still a cop up in, uh, yeah. it might be Rochester, yeah. it might be Buffalo. Um so he's up there and uh, of course he's, you know, they're all videotaping him. They're like, get off him. You're assaulting that poor man. And yep. he's like, dude, some, some guy came out yeah. and he's like, dude, he just tried to hit him with a skateboard. So I, I don't know. I mean, in cancel culture, could he be in some shit? Yeah. I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, he didn't, I can tell you right now, just watching that video, he didn't do anything wrong. So well, now that's twice people have have to realize that you can't bring a skateboard to that kind of fight. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> he's a drill sergeant, so you know he's gonna—he's always gonna have the upper hand there. That's fair. Uh, I think what people are wondering is what is tonight's show about, and I have that. Uh, we flipped it. All right, so that's the intro, whatever. Uh, but tonight we flipped the mics over to members of the Reverend Warriors, which we do anyways. Um, but this one's more open-ended. Uh, we just kind of said, "Hey, who wants to come on the show and share your best military theme story?" Now, uh, I didn't. I didn't preface that this has to be active duty. This could be waiting in line at the VA. This could be whatever, or your dad, whatever, but just military related. And uh, we got some people that have volunteered to come on. So what we're going to do is have them come on. Uh, if their story sucks, we'll tell them that they ruin the show. Uh, if their story is good, we will 
I don't know what we do. Applaud, laugh, enjoy. Well, a, little pat on, a little pat on the back. A little pat on the back. And then uh, at the end, Jeremy is going to post a poll. Um, I don't know if I told you this yet, Jeremy, but you are going to post a poll uh, that that will have all the names of the guys and whoever gets the best story will win a something from Jeremy. You said a hat and a, a reverend. So yeah, um, whoever's story is chosen by the masses. So it's up to the audience and people who view this to vote. We'll take a couple of days, let them, let them really sink in, give people a chance to listen and you will get a hat of your choice from irreverent warriors and I will personally buy it and send it to you. Whoa. Now see, that's incredible. Um, I think I'm, I'm glancing at something here. I think we were taken off. Are we still live streaming? It says we're live, but I don't think we're live on Facebook. God damn it. Seriously. It says we're, nope. It says we're live. No, I think we're off Facebook. Man alive. That's really upsetting. I'm going to try right now. I mean, this is off script, but uh, let's see what happens. Taken off. Are we still live streaming? Um, now, where did you where did you just get that that? I brought up the I brought up the live stream itself. Like, click. Yeah, on the no, phone, click on. it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Okay, I was a little worried that we weren't live anymore. Nope, we're going. All right, there we go. Okay. That's a relief. All right, so let's bring on either way. I mean, if it doesn't go live, this goes to, um, uh, what do you call it? We, we put this out as an audio-only version. Uh, I'll just flip through here and see who's going to be the first one. Uh, we're missing a person, so we'll see if he comes on, but we'll bring on the man who knows everything about bourbon, bourbon man. And you're muted. Oh, yeah, you got you to unmute yourself. I'll, I'll get him. Oh, I, there you go. Bam. All right. We, sorry, guys. We got Probably. you now. Do you know it was one of the, uh, so I met you at the, the Raleigh hike and yeah. you had, I believe you had Blanton's with you, didn't uh, you? No, that was a, uh, coincidentally enough, a bottle of Buffalo Trace fits perfectly inside of a canteen. Oh yeah. That's what you, you were saying. That. And where was that knowledge when I was still in? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Buffalo Trace. Was. In these parts, <laughs> Buffalo Trace is just as rare as Blanton's. That's right. That's right. Is uh, I actually had to go down to Florida to get that. I was down. I was down in Florida visiting some friends and uh, stopped at a, stopped at a liquor store. I was able to get a couple things that I couldn't find up here. One of which what? was Buffalo Trace. It's actually a store pick down there. So damn. Where are you from? Originally from Rhode Island. Okay, I thought I just heard that accent there. I'm from New yeah. Hampshire and Massachusetts. Yeah, so, no, we don't uh, say us. Yeah, no, we. Uh, I didn't when I was a kid because I mean I was right outside Boston, an area called uh, Burlington, like 10, 15 minutes outside of the city. Burlington, Burlington, Mass. Yeah, Burlington, Mass. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we had thick accents there. But then we moved to Southern New Hampshire, and I don't know what happened. No, I just you got some little Canada. It just melted away, but, but there's pockets of really strong. This is, this is really uh, interesting stuff that the listeners are going to love to hear. Anyways, the, uh, the, uh, yeah, the accent was like in little pockets, like one neighborhood would yeah. have it. One didn't. It was because all the yeah. math holes moved up there in the eighties to escape Michael Dukakis and all his um, communist manifesto. And, and whitey bulger. That, that's right. That's right. What, um. all right. What, well, actually first introduce yourself to everyone. Uh, name, branch. Uh, MOS and I don't know, where'd you serve? <clears throat> Mark Simmons. I was uh Marine Corps, 3531, Motor T. I'm a Motor T. 
Tuh. And uh, tuh, huh, 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 big truck move. Um, <laughs> I was in I was in Okinawa at uh, camp at uh, Camp Schwab, good old combat assault battalion. It's not even there anymore. Disbanded, I believe, two years ago or so, and then uh, left Okinawa. Came to good old Camp Lejeune, or Lejeune, whatever, whatever's new and cool today. Lejeune, it's Lejeune. Yeah, it's Lejeune. It always will be. It always, it always has, and always will be. Uh, then I got attached to uh, CLB five. I was uh, the first platoon as part of CLB five to deploy to Iraq, and uh, from there, Fallujah did the thing. Did the thing there. And came back and got out. Now I live in, uh, I live outside Wilmington. I live in Leland. Are you, were you there in 04 or 06? Uh, where? Uh, Fallujah. Uh, 06 into 07. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 06. Yeah. Was, that was the the second, I guess they want to call it there. That was the, garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was I garbage. had, I had uh, uh, Scott Husing on who actually was just at the Tennessee hike. He wrote a book called Echo and Ramadi, and it was Echo Company 2-4. Okay, um, yeah. And it's a great book. He does a really good job with it, and uh, he's a huge veteran advocate. So check out the episode, Scott Husing, or check out his book, Echo and Ramadi. Absolutely. Very, very good book. Absolutely. Um, all right, so so <clears throat> woo us. Woo us with your freaking story. I'm going to sit right. back. I'm going to cross my legs. I got I got two. I have two really good ones. One's that one that shows how absolutely an utter stupid person that I really am and a complete New Englander because I won't stop running my damn mouth. And then another one that shows just how small our core really is. Uh so boot camp 2003, Jeremy, you can probably, you probably do remember this because you were in 1108 on our platoon. What, what? Delta company. Yep. Yeah. Wait, you did, did you guys, did you guys know each other uh, in active duty? Uh, no, I, 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 we graduated and he went to MCT either. I think he went to MCT before me. You went to SOI before me and, uh, yeah, we didn't. I did. I mean, I saw him down here in Wilmington, and I'm like, "Hey, you look familiar." <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Um, it's, yeah. so, it was weird uh, when you have to go. I think I know you. And yeah, yeah. It was. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm fairly confident I know you." He said, "Yeah, you look familiar too." And I go, "1108," and he goes, "Yeah." I go, "What's up, man?" And he's like, "I." Thought you look familiar. <laughs> I remember his name for shit. What's eleven oh eight? Yeah, yeah. Platoon eleven oh eight. Platoon eleven oh eight. First recruit. Okay. First recruit training battalion, Delta Company. Follow series. I right, you damn right. Yeah. Uh all right. Sorry, ADD kicked in. <laughs> so we're on the drill. We're on the. Uh, we're on the uh, parade deck on Paris Island, which is like essentially directly in front of our barracks. That's what, so we would watch everybody graduate every Friday. It was always the worst day of the week. And we're out there right around dusk. It was right around dusk because the sand fleas were just God awful. Okay. And you could see clouds of them because it had just rained. So they just hatched. So there were clouds of these damn things. You could see the the gray and the darkness in the damn air. And our drill instructor was marching us 
around and then halting us to do uh, and then halting us in the cloud of these sand fleas. So we were getting tore up, right? I counted, I counted at the most 47, 47 of these flies on the back of the guy's head in front of me and they were just tearing us up. In my infinite wisdom, I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Just like that. And he goes, stop. Who said that? And I'm like, oh, man, I did. And he goes, run home. So I ran to the squad bay and my senior drill instructor, who I'm actually cool with now, who I'm actually cool with now, uh, I get to the I get to the squad bay and he go he for I don't know how he knew I never saw anybody with a cell phone I don't know how he knew already but he goes come here you dumb you dumb sob grabs me pushes me up against the mirror that we have which wasn't really a mirror it was just a plate of stainless steel that we had to polish into a mirror <laughs> and pushes me in front of the mirror and now my face is smushed up against the mirror like so. And I had to scream at the top of my lungs, I'm not crazy, you are. I'm not crazy, you are. I don't know how long I did it. I don't know how many times I said it. All I know is that my voice started going. And then I watched the entire platoon walk past me after coming in to go to the bat to go to make a head call. And here I am semi screaming at this point because my voice is my voice is damn near gone. I'm not crazy. You are. What? Why? Why that? Like, why that phrase? Is that like a marine thing, or your drill instructor was? Just no, I think it was. I think it was just like the first thing that popped into his head. <laughs> because he he asked me. He goes, "Are you crazy or something?" No, oh, no, okay. no, sir, no, sir. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> you must be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely kept my mouth shut after that. I definitely kept my mouth shut. After that. Do we have Do we have any hikers that are former drill instructors? I've never met one because Matt Capel is. Oh, really? I tried, to get, I tried to get my I tried to get our senior to come out to Jacksonville, but uh, I guess I, I think two days beforehand, one of the helicopters. He's a uh, sergeant major over at uh, New River, and I think one a, f a few days before that happened, one of his helos fell out. Fell like just fell down out of the sky. They had a crash landing. So fairly confident he was a little busy doing other stuff, which sure. is completely understandable. Do, do their voices ever come back? Or are they just walking around like this for the rest of their lives? Yeah, he, he, sound, he sounds absolutely normal. He didn't get raspy with us. He, I mean, I take that back. Yeah, he got raspy with us. It was bit. a handful of times, though. It was really only a handful of times, and it was when we screwed up. Well, yeah. when we picked up with him, we were his first, um, first as cycle as senior. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I remember that. He had just picked up staff. Yep. And his first cycle as senior was the honor platoon. <laughs> we we had – my uh, drill instructor was this, like, cowboy from Wyoming. And I remember he, – he reminded me of, um, God, Bill Murray. And I remember thinking, like, how am I supposed to take this guy seriously? He just had that deadpan. And he would walk around. He had, a, a you know, his shit in his hand, his thing. And and if we, we screwed up, he'd just be like, God damn it. And he'd turn around and be like, 
now I got to smoke you and I wanted to go have dinner and he'd throw that and then he would just smoke us if if <laughs> we screwed up. But yeah, totally laid I mean, back, way different, way different. So I have a question. So for your drill instructors, were they like nine to five guys that came from their, from their McDonald's jobs? Is that what they were doing? Just trying to... Yeah, because they're definitely not. You're, they're you're definitely talking, real. What are you talking about? The, are you, are you trying to make fun of Air Force? I didn't, know, I didn't know Air Force had drill instructors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they don't. Do. They don't. They have like bank tellers. It's it's officer candidate school, and we have uh, CTOs, uh, something training officers. So actually, they're officers. Um, you're right. You're right. But they didn't come from McDonald's. I would say they came from their part time job at probably Boeing and some sort of probably some sort of like uh, uh, I don't know nuclear engineering facility during the day, and then at night. <laughs> Come from, I come from my hundred thousand dollar job to come yell at somebody. <laughs> you, uh, Air Force. You know I love that, that's, in, that's in Texas, isn't it? Uh, mine was in Tyndall Air Force Base, Florida. Florida. So you no, guys, no, no, no. I took that. I take that back. It it was Montgomery, Montgomery, Alabama. You guys have multiple uh, basics. Well, it all. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, for officers, there is for for actual uh, enlistees. You go to yeah, you go to. Um, you just said it. I forgot the name of it in San Antonio there. I don't remember the name of that base. Yeah. It's the big base. Lackland. Lackland Air Force. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. where they that's where they do it. That makes more sense. Yeah. Nice. Do you know what's funny? Do you ever watch the Ranger Up, the Chosen Few cartoon that they do? Uh, yeah. And and I think it's so perfect that the Air Force guy is that eagle who's like dressed up very oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I fucking love that show. Yeah. All right. Uh did All I right. did I did I ruin your story or do you, do you, no. you still have your second one? Okay. All right. Second story. Second right, story. Uh, this was, uh, this, uh, this was 2000, 2005. And uh, I was attached. I was, well, I was at combat assault battalion and we embarked on the USS Fort McHenry and we put all, we put all of our high back Humvees and stuff like that. We put all our Humvees on the Fort Mac and sorry, Fort McHenry, if there are any Navy people, I know you're not supposed to short names or anything. And let me say it was a boat. It wasn't a ship. It was a boat. They're all boats. So back up. All right. Yeah. They get all touchy with that. I don't get yeah, it. They do. Yeah, they Something do. About guess, what? guess what? This is right. And that's left. Right? <laughs> um, so we were on the Fort McHenry and we were told that we're going to be part of the 60th anniversary of Iwo Jima. Wow. Right. So we took the Humvees off. We were able to do like a, uh, a real quick, like mock beach invasion and stuff like that. We took all our Humvees off. We rolled the high backs and we were getting like the, the war veterans. We were getting the, the guys who were on the Island and fought on the Island in the back of the truck with us. And we're driving them around to the different battle sites throughout, throughout the Island, like the top amounts, the top of Suribachi. I actually have some sand, I got some sand right over here from Sarabot from the beachhead. My from the beachhead, I have a flag that I flew myself on the top of Suribachi, and I get I get this guy, I get this old man, this 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 older guy, this, a veteran. You know, I get this veteran sitting in the front seat with me, and uh, he's at you know he's asking me questions. I can clearly tell this guy's from this guy's from like New York or something like that. So he asked me where I'm from. I say Rhode Island. And he goes, oh, I actually knew a guy from Rhode Island. And I'm like, all right. I mean, Rhode Island's kind of small, you know, whatever. 
And uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, well, I'm like shot in the dark. Maybe, you know, my, maybe, you know, my great uncle who actually fought on Iwo Jima and he was injured on Iwo Jima. He got zipped by a machine gun, kind of, he got shot four times, hip, stomach, lung, and then shoulder. Uh, Yeah. Somehow he lived by the grace of God and came back. And I was asking this guy, I'm like, you know, shot in the dark was his name, uh, Carl. And he looked right at me and he said, Savini said my, said my, my, his last name. And I, and I just, I like stopped the Humvee and I just looked at him and I go, maybe. And he goes, and he goes, how's he's like, he died a few, he died several years ago. Right. And I said, Oh my God, you actually knew him. And he goes, he asked how my aunt, how my great aunt was and all of that. Wow. And yeah, he actually handed me a, uh, he had a flag. He always had a flag. He actually had like a little man purse satchel, you know, old guy. He was carrying around an oxygen tank and uh, he pulled out, he pulled out this old, this old flag. And he goes, I was going to leave this at the house, but I brought it with me and I brought it with me for some reason. And this is the reason I, this is, I, I, I believe this is the reason why I brought it. And he handed me the flag and he goes, I carry this when I was in the Marines and I want you to carry it wherever you go while you're in the Marines. And I was like, because his son didn't, his son didn't end up joining. He went and did something else or whatever. And man, now I got a flag that was probably flown on Iwo Jima during the battle. That's and insane. I, my own flag that was flown on Iwo Jima that I flew myself. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really really awesome. Small world. That is yeah. a small world. Yeah, sure it is. Um, I could not imagine just, just, just mind fucking blown. Oh just- dude. I, I like, I slammed the brakes on the Humvee. We were on a dirt road and they were like, don't ever pull your vehicles off the road because there's still live ordinance everywhere on that Island. They're constantly pulling up live ordinance. So they said, always stay on the road. And I freaking slammed on the brakes and cut the wheel and pulled off the road. So the other trucks behind me can go. And I mean, we sat there for about, Sat there for about 25, 30 minutes, just talking. And I'll tell you what, Marines are all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love those memes where they're the like, <laughs> I, love those, I love those memes where they show the grandparents doing the same shit that we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are great. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just doing it in less fast cars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or, or less self-driving cars. All right, I think yeah. that deserves a, I think that deserves a clap. And the four people listening will probably, they're also clapping as well. Um, cool story, man. Uh, World War II, it, what's crazy is is guys our age, like I remember when we were young, World War II veterans were like the Vietnam veterans today, right? They were still, yeah. they were everywhere. Yeah. And now and now it's like it, it's 75 years ago. Most of these guys are gone. It's, it's an unbelievable how long ago. Um, yeah. What's weird too is, I flew a mission into Iraq and we brought in the Japanese chairman of the joint chiefs of staff. He gave me a, a challenge coin yeah. that that's in all Japanese. So I have no idea what it says. Probably says stupid fucking American. Probably stupid <laughs> round guy. Yeah. But we flew him in and I remember flying with this guy and I was, I was showing him cause he hadn't been to Iraq yet. And I'm showing him like, all right, there's the lights of Baghdad, you know, there's El Kut there's, and he's like, um, and then I, I dawned on me, I'm like, my grandfather, if they were in the same situation with his grandfather, 
would, they would not have Japanese. They would be pulling out their knives and stabbing each other or guns or whatever they had. You know what I mean? Is that so weird? I, oh, yeah. And now here we are sharing an aircraft in a war together. And I'm like, yeah, that was one of the more surreal experiences uh, of my career. Here's a quick statistic for you. As of May, May 8th, 2020, there's only about 300,000 World War II vets that are still currently alive. And wow. how many served? Like 2 million? Yeah, two million. Over, two million. Yep. over 2 million. That's wow. great. Yeah, That's I would great. say more. Wasn't there? Well, far 480,000 were killed. Um, it, it had to be more than 2 million. Well, I guess the population was smaller back then. So, yeah. And I, all yeah. I know is a, a heck you of a larger percentage of the population. That, Sully. <laughs> what's, what's that? Sorry. World War One kind of helped with that, man. Oh yeah. Well, here you go. The World War Two generation is over 16 million Americans served in World War Two. That are only 300 thousand are alive. Wow. So yeah, 16 million because it was like it was like 70 like percent of the the male population. My grandfather had right. a baby at the time, and he was still drafted into the um, airborne. You know, he was like 31 years old, and they're like, "We need him." Yeah. Imagine, yep. imagine if something like that happened now and you had, you had a big burly dude from Kentucky or a big, a, a burly dude from, let's say Wisconsin. Okay. Hanging out, hanging out with, you know, standing, standing next to a guy and standing next to a little like pixie from San Francisco. You know, like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine if something like that happened and we had to do a draft. Like we're losing. All the soybeans we have to draft. Come on, man. Well, <laughs> I think, I think we have technology, and we've gotten so deadly that we don't really need that many people anymore. Um, you know, it, it, that's what I like to think, anyways. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If something happens like that, it's gonna be it's gonna be a completely different kind of war. It's not gonna be you know face to face, hand to hand. It's gonna be like computer over computer, and who has a faster internet? Um, my neighbor, who's uh, well, we'll just say I don't know how much I can say about it, but my neighbor, who's still active duty, he's like he's like yeah, uh, this commander I I once knew was in charge of some big shop over in DARPA. I, I think that's what you call it. It's where they do all the tech, you know, where they take all the alien technology and turn it into weapons. And he said, uh, he's, he's, he said, I was talking to him and he said uh, that if the shit ever hits the fan, like if it ever gets to like, uh Oh, we're going to lose. He said, they got a whole bag of goodies that they can pull out. Not just nukes. They got a bunch of shit that we just don't know about. That is apparently pretty insane. He's like, I don't ever worry about losing a war. And I'm like, that, like makes me, that makes me feel better. Here you go. Rick DeLapia. Seth's beard is majestic tonight. There you, you go. Mine isn't. I trim mine because I am a professional. I am an Air Force veteran. I don't go with this burliness. Come on. Got to stay clean cut. All right. Good Here's story. Story. I started growing a beard just to piss my wife off. Here we are <laughs> seven years later. <laughs> It's, it's, I grew mine when I got out 15 years ago, I was like, I'm not going to shave. And then it's just never, here's the problem with it is my kids, this is all they know. And yeah. one time, three or four years ago, I shaved and my kids had a meltdown. It was like, they heard my voice, but they're like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, my, yeah. my, my son had his little toy 
and he would put it up by his face and talk to me like this because he didn't want to look at me. I was like, well, I'm never shaving my beard again. My daughter Dad, is. Dad, there's a new there's a new man with mommy in the house. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter is five years old and she's never seen me without a beard. Yeah, you will you will wreck her world if you shave your if you shave her beard on her wedding day. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Good story. We're gonna bring on our next guest. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna minimize you here, and then we'll bring you all on, and we'll have a nice little send off. All right, Ben Rodriguez. You just pulled him up and you dropped it down. There he is. Welcome, Ben. So Ben, uh, I see Pogue Pride. So I assume you're a Marine too. Uh, also Motor T. <laughs> oh, so look I'm at that. I love that shirt. I have a shirt that says uh, regular forces. People tend to like that one. Yes. So, so uh, motor T obviously U S Marines, what year were you in? Where'd you serve? Uh, Marine Corps reserves, 1987 to 98 uh, here in Baltimore. Uh, with, Holy uh, shit. Speaking of world war two veterans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> with uh, uh, fourth combat engineer battalion. So I knew nothing about combat engineering. We just drove, actually, I just fixed their trucks for them and, Got them unstuck. That's really what I did. Did they, are those the trucks or do they have those trucks that shoots the the rope out? That's like C4 and then it lands and yeah. explodes. Yeah. It's on a, I guess you could, I've seen it on, we had them on trailers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah those pull the trailer up behind uh, the, uh, hook it up to the truck and then. The those are pretty impressive. Talking about. Yeah. It's like yeah. a, I don't know, 600 meter Bangalore, right? It just boosh, heads out there and then. Oh, yeah. Plows an area open. Yeah, those are pretty cool. All right, so we'll put you on the spot, man. What is your best military story? Dazzleless. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat the Iwo Jima story. I'll tell you that right I know. Now. That was like, you know what? He pulled that out. He's like, I got this ace in the hole, and I really want a new hat, so I'm just going to do this one. And I'm cool. I can bow down now. But uh, <laughs> uh, this one, so I was a reservist for those 11 years, and uh, uh Luckily, I, during the Gulf War, back then we called them the Gulf War. Now, they, these days, people call it Desert Storm. Uh, but um, I got activated, and we went the, the slow way uh, out of, uh, went over to California, hopped on an amphibious ship, and with a whole bunch oh, wow. of other ships, went over the long way from, like, December of 90. Uh, I, we were on board ship from December of 90 all the way to the last, uh, the end of June. Um, and... So we were in the Gulf starting when they, I guess when the air war started, uh, we were, we were just pulling into the Gulf and we got off ship. We were, one of those things we could have done was hit the beach there in Kuwait, which thank goodness we didn't because that was a shit show of a mess that would have happened. Uh, so we just basically got used as uh, reinforcements came in behind everyone as they went up through the minefields and everything in the Kuwait. Deep down inside, you didn't want to storm the beaches? Oh, to, well, at the back then, you know, we were all like sweating it because everyone's telling us most of us aren't going to make it back. It's, it's just oh. going to be cannon fodder. But then when they finally said, no, you guys are just going to go in and then go behind everyone by a few hours. Then we were kind of like, you know, now, the, oh, man, you know, but, you know, we're grateful. There's always that level. It's like, oh, thank God. But uh that was us. We just didn't really get used enough, I guess. We were, it was part of the fifth MEB, which so many people is like, never heard of it. Never heard of that group. Didn't even know they existed. 
What, but, what does um, that stand for? Uh, Marine Expeditionary Brigade. Mm. So I want to say I want to say the last time they were put together as a group like that called the Fifth Man. I thought the history book said it was during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So oh, it's wow. just a a large group of Marines that came over by the sea to help out. I think the fourth med was already there. Um, but anyway, long story short, Jared, real story quick, did you, to, yeah. did you by chance get to see the Missouri or, or the, I forget there was another battleship there uh, last time it was used in war. Um, I no, it was there. I didn't get, it wasn't, it, I don't believe I ever got to see it near us. I think the biggest ship that was part of our, our convoy coming over from California, that one was the Ranger. Uh, that okay. was the biggest ship with our group. I mean, yeah, the Missouri was there, but I don't recall it ever going by. I don't, rem- I would remember that. Yeah, just such an awesome story. It was in Mothballs. They're like, oh, we'll never have a World War II again. And then they're like, we might need this thing. And so they pulled up. They had World War II guys that they reactivated to come on and train and train the sailors how to operate like a lot the of the movie system. Battleship, but realistically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I have a friend who is on um, that movie Battleship, uh, uh, Colonel Gadsden. He lost both his legs. He's the one that. Oh yeah, um, totally. I yeah, know. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, we used to. We rode for a group called. Um, God, I, I was so involved in this group, and I'm just drawing a blank. It was um, World Team Sports, and uh, good guy, really good guy. In fact, so noticeable that you and you anywhere you see him, you go up and he just chats and has. All right, this is neither here nor there. All right, so <laughs> here you are. You're in the you're in the Gulf. Yeah. Well, actually, the story takes place on our way back. So um, after we got off and went into the desert for, you know, we really only there for about a week or so until they put us back on the ship because it was over so quick. We put our basket on the, back on the ships and just waited in the Gulf forever. Finally, on our way home, we swing by Philippines on the way back. So oh, the Liberty the PI. <laughs> yes. So um, what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's it. the mystery. That's the mystery. <laughs> so I go out the second night we were there because the first night I had duty. And I go out, meet some friends, and long story short, I drank too much out in Alongapo. Now, there's it's Subic Bay is the naval base, and Alongapo City is the town right outside the gates. So we went into Alongapo. I drank way too much, and I said, you know, guys, I think I've had enough. I'm going to head back on base. I'm going to head back to ship. So I left on my own. Mistake. Um, the very next thing I remember... Um, Actually, I have one scant memory throughout the night, and I'm, it's, it's this feeling of being in the back of like a truck, like a U-Haul or something, and there being a faint light on the back door of the trucks, and I'm bouncing around in the back. That's all I remember of that night, because the next real thing I remember, I wake up, I'm on a ship, and I'm pretty sure I'm on my rack, my, my, my lowest rack in, in our birthing area. I slept on the very, very bottom, and I was, but then I look around, and I'm realizing this isn't my birthing area, and to make <laughs> matters worse, I am buck naked. I'm talking <laughs> nothing. Maybe my dog tags, but not even a boot band, not even socks, nothing. I am buck naked, and I'm all scratched up, all my hands and arms. And my hair is all matted and I'm stinking. And it, you could tell that I had been wet and soaked. And I'm confused. I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I grabbed the first pair of trousers, cami trousers I grabbed. Thank God. I guess, thank God. I was in a marine birthing area. <laughs> and I grabbed, put them on. 
and I sneak out of there and I realize as I'm coming out of the room, that's the staff NCO birthing area on the ship. <laughs> it's a diff completely different level. So I find my way back to my, get my own clothes on, hurry back as quick and quietly as I can, open the door, go in to carefully put whoever's trousers I grab, put them back right. And I look over and there's the most senior staff NCO on the ship, master sergeant. Look straight at looking straight at me, and I'm 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 shitting myself, thinking, "Oh crap!" And he's like, "Marine, how did you get in here? What were you <laughs> doing in here?" And I realized he saw me. He knew I was in the rack because he was sleeping in his bunk in his rack right across from me. I didn't realize he was there before. He must have seen me get up and leave, buck naked, right? Uh, and he says, "What were you doing in here?" I said, "Master, I have no idea." <laughs> and then you know how you know how when you make your drill instructors laugh and they're trying really hard not to laugh. Oh, you, yeah. That kind of thing. He was trying not, and he was an asshole. So to see that I almost broke him was pretty funny. And then I just got out of there as quickly as I can. The next morning, my company guy, my company, my platoon sergeant, the gunny sergeant, comes down and he starts to read me the riot act and try not to laugh himself. Because what happened was. The rack I was in that it turned out belonged to the the platoon sergeant for Fourth LAI, uh, and thank goodness he had found somebody out in town and stayed out in town that night and didn't come up <laughs> to see me in his lucky. red buck naked, right? Uh, he could have got lucky twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm and, just saying. Right? So um, I got read the riot act and everyone's making fun of me, and I also got in trouble because apparently I lost my ID card. Uh, I had no idea where it was. Um, so I have no idea what happened. I, only th I can only put two things together. One thing together is uh, for sure a buddy of mine was on the gangplank that night, and the shore patrol did bring me in a paddy wagon. So that was that feeling that I had. That was a paddy wagon. That's, that was corroborated. They brought me back, and I tried to get on board, and I kept trying to hand, because I didn't have my, my ID card, I kept trying to hand them my high school library card, which I have no idea why it was in my wallet when I went go off to war. Um, <laughs> but luckily, since my buddy was there on duty, he could vouch for me and they let me on ship. So that's how I got back on board. But my friends to this day swear Christ that they swear that I probably got mugged and then swam across shit river. So if those of you who don't know, shit river is this water canal that separates Alongapo city from the base cross cross bridge and down in there it's the nastiest water because it's one of those third world countries where they pipe you know shit right into the sewage right into the rivers so it's nasty it stinks and the banks are lined with like thorn bushes and stuff so they think they swear although we have no idea that's why i was soaking wet that's why i was all scratched up so to this day i have no idea what really happened and they all call me and my new nickname is shit river there we go. Hey, that brings it in, in full circle because we were talking about nicknames at the very beginning. <laughs> That's a great nickname. Jesus. <sighs> Alcohol. And I'm not not 99.94% sure um, my butthole was intact. <laughs> Did you ever get tested for hepatitis for swimming through that shit no, river? Never got tested. <laughs> oh, man. Think about they, it. Not only did you heal, possibly swim heal. in the shit river, you also put that guy's pants on. It's fucked up. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's right. He you probably gave him STD. It's your fucking fault. He doesn't know it, but yeah, I, I was the laughing. I was the laughing stock of the ship for a while, and so was my platoon sergeant of all the staff NCOs laughing at him for his guy being the naked guy. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Alcohol is the, it's the cause of, and what, what do they say? It's the cause of and fix to all life's problems. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, blackouts suck. Oh, I totally do. I could. It's a young man's game. If I ever did that now, I would, I would die. I, my hangovers would be so bad. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't make it. So like three white claws for you? Yeah, maybe four. <laughs> Not even. No. You know what's sad is that as I'm sitting here sipping bourbon, Mister Teetotaler over there. Um, <laughs> anyways, what were we talking about? Yeah, something Marines shit. <laughs> Good shot. <laughs> Good story. I'm gonna give you the clap, pat on the back. Uh, very nice. We, I, I, I whew, we were in Kirkut when you said the shit river. It made reminded me we were in Kirkut. Do you guys remember where that was? Northern Iraq, right near uh, Erbil. And we landed, and someone was harassing. I God, this is I'm old, so this was so many years ago. But someone was harassing the airbase. I think they were they were mortaring it, and they had a spotter, so they shut all the lights off. Everything shut down. And all they had is chem lights, uh, NVG chem lights. And so we land the aircraft. They're like, turn off your lights. Um, they're going to freaking hit you. And so we shut everything down. And I got to go to the bathroom so bad. I mean, I really had to go. And so I go out there and I talk to the airman who's on the, the tarmac. And I'm like, dude, where's the closest shitter? Because I'm going to die. And he's like, ah, I wouldn't do that, man. <laughs> he's like, don't use any flashlights. Don't use anything like that. But it's in that direction. So I'm running. I, I don't have any gear on. I'm just in a flight suit. And I'm because I, I there's no way I could take anything off that quick. So I run over to the to the shitter. Oh, I find it. I find it, which was first amazing because I could smell it. And I I opened up the the door and I turn around and I sat and I fell into the toilet. It had been destroyed somehow, and there was no seat. And the you know the chemical toilets. I was up to my armpit. Yeah. I was up to my armpits in shit, toilet paper, like it was, it was it, looking back on it, it was the worst experience of my life, <laughs> my life. And I couldn't do anything about it. I got out. I had to hose off. I'm naked trying to find a hose to clean off my stuff. And we had to fly the rest of the mission. But yeah, that's my shit river story. Oh man. It's, it's like, it's like today's just shit stories. Yeah. So, so there we are Fallujah 2005 and I, I was the dumbass to eat the egg omelet fucking MRE before I died. <laughs> and we're like, hey, man, we're about to hop in. Fu- Can you load up a D7 real quick? Can you? We're getting ready to go out and knock down a building. I mean, there's a you know, unit taking sniper fire, center Fallujah. So I got this thing loaded up, and we had just gotten issued coveralls. So not only is it not just a pair of camis, it's coveralls. Is it the so chemical get, ones or what, what were they for? They were the, the tan coyote ones. Just they were easier to breathe, easier to wear. We get camis always getting dirty and shit. So they give us, give us coveralls. Okay. So here we are riding fucking trucks, bouncing the whole time. And I'm just like, mm, <laughs> like we're regretting every fucking moment of it. We get there, offload the, offload the bulldozer. I get back in the truck. I go to move it. Like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Don't move the truck. Don't move the truck. Okay. Well, just use it for cover in case. So hop on out. I'm already bubble gutting at this point. I open <laughs> the door, grab my rifle off the front. I jump out and the, just the sheer impact. And I <laughs> shit. <laughs> just, just you jump from what's what, like six feet up in the air and you just hit that. Huh, and then it just. <laughs> yeah. I had to, it's. I had to, my trousers yeah, off. Man, after, 
were inside my fucking so my camis were inside my coveralls. Cut the trousers out, wipe yourself clean. Embarrassingly, I have my A driver and a bunch of guys staring at me, pulling shit covered camis out of my fucking coveralls. Right. Never. It's amazing how your butthole gets to that point where it's just kind of like you can't mentally keep it close. It's like I'm going, I'm going. You're like, no, 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 no. Use all, all my power. <laughs> I tried so hard. I mean, it's Iraq. I could have gone around the fucking corner and shit on the side of the building. Or right on the side of the truck. <laughs> I couldn't hold it. it was I mean, you had to have been. You had to have been driving an LDS, right? Yep. Okay, you could have that. Those are literally the perfect field shitting truck because you just put your butt right in between the two tires, and there's a perfect little shoot right here. It's a perfect little yep. shoot. That I could have, shoot. but I, the moment I landed, I shit myself, so I couldn't. <laughs> literally, it couldn't have held like 15 seconds later for me to go. Trousers and garters. It's did they ever did they ever shit. teach you to take the in, entrenching tool and you lock it in this position and you put that on the ground and you stick one butt cheek on it and then, yeah, oh, but like sometimes sometimes you just don't have time to do that, especially <laughs> when, when you eat an egg MRE. Like that's where you, that's where you messed up to begin with, bro. Nice. I, you ate an X-lax, yeah. you ate an X-lax omelet. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, good, good stories. Uh, we had our, our third guy. He was texting me. He said he forgot. So I don't know if you guys know him. Um, I won't call him out. John James. Um, John but, James. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get him on a future one. Uh, I like having shows where, where, uh, irreverent warriors get to talk. Cause that's kind of what this thing is all about. Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing your stories. We'll, we'll put up the, the problem was nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that the sand? Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Have you guys ever gone to the the um, Marine Corps Museum and stood in front of the Iwo Jima yes. flag? Yes, it's, I have. That's oh, crazy. Yes. That's crazy. really crazy. Let's, you're you're like three feet away from the flag. You're like, yeah, wow, it's like a yeah. mind fuck. What was crazy was when you look up and you see all that wall full of Eagle Globe and anchors and the Navy yeah, and nice. the, the Navy insignia for all the docks that were lost on the Island. Yeah. I mean, you, you hear a number and you're like, Oh wow, that's a pretty high number. But when you see the number, it's really like, it, it, it's, it's humbling. It's humbling. You yeah. know, it's really humbling. Like these guys, they, they gave the ultimate price and they had no idea what they were walking into and they did it time and time and time again. That's why, hey. that's why it pisses me off when I hear people say they used to, I don't think they'd say it anymore, but during the Iraq war, they would say in Afghanistan and say, well, it wasn't that bad. You know, we only lost 6,000 people or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, do you know what 6,000 people looks like? Yeah. <laughs> right? it's, not, it's not that bad. If I slap you across the face too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I yeah, hear, exactly. I hear right, yeah, here. right here. People used to right uh, news what well, news commentators used to say that all the time. Like it's and it's like, what are you talking about? Uh, also, the fact that the survival rate from these traumatic injuries was through the roof. So, you know, this these wars saw more people with missing limbs, missing arms, missing eyes. Ear, I mean, whatever, because yeah. we we had the ability to keep them alive. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll be over. Hopefully we have reached. The end of that. The way history goes, it's never going to stop. As long as people disagree yeah. and there always be conflicts and different ways of ruling, you're going to have it. 
there's yeah. always going to be chaos. There's yeah. always going to be chaos. Ben, I do have to say that's fucking disgusting that you actually <laughs> swam through that water. Like, could you oh, imagine? No, it's, no. it's not. It's not. No. 100%. That's just the, <laughs> I, they think that happened. No, that's that had to have happened. <laughs> it makes the story that much better. If it if it looks like a cat and it meows like a cat and eats cat food, it's probably a cat, right? You swam through that water, nasty fuck you. <laughs> I try to think that the, the the shore patrol dumped water on me to wake me up my passed out ass out from the street or something, and then drag me into the man. Into so the, they gave the, you a bath too. No, no, no. That's what that's what I like to think. But my buddy swam swam say I swam the river. <laughs> God, do you do you enjoy the movie Jarhead? That's like the the premier Gulf War film. You know, I was I one of the few that that actually did. I, a lot of older guys hated it and they didn't like it. I remember writing in the Leatherneck magazine, telling him what I thought about it, and I got so many negative uh, responses. Like, what are you, you're nuts. What are you talking about? That was a terrible movie. And I said, like, no. What they got right was the boredom and how. <laughs> when it was over so quickly it when you were expecting one thing and then it's over that quickly it's really hard to all of a sudden go back home especially for a lot of reservists and there were a lot of reservists that went yeah over there on guard to suddenly you're back home real quick and then what now what i, do? I didn't think i was gonna make it and now all of a sudden i'm home and nothing happened and it's hard to, to it, it but all vets i think deal with this the coming home and, and the kind of uh coping with uh, the different world. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like history's last. It, Gulf War was like on. It was a changing of the guard, right? Because we had amassed our troops. It was going to be old school, what we trained for in the 80s. Let's fight the Russians, except these are the Iraqis. And at the same time, we had all this technology and the technology ended up making the ground troops, you know, saved thousands of lives. And it was like, whoa, what the hell happened? And then we saw Iraq was just more of the other side instead of the, you know, what yeah. do they call that? Leaner, meaner, or something like that. There's a name for it, but whatever. All right, guys. Thank you for coming on. Uh, ben, I'd love to have you on again because I want to talk. It's just because we don't talk to a lot of um, uh, Gulf War vets. Most of the guys are are GWAT. So, There's only um, a few of us left. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, guys. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. We'll see you guys. All right, Jeremy. Kevin. What do, what do we got for, for hikes? I'm pulling up here. I'm looking at my announcements. Hold on. We got, yeah, you do your upcoming hikes. Upcoming hikes for September 19th, Minneapolis, Norwich, Savannah, and Spokane. September 26th, Baltimore, Maryland. And then we have our big Silkies Across America, Chicago, Illinois, New York City, Virginia Beach, Memphis and Oceanside, that is where you have your have a limited custom T-shirt and a limited edition challenge coin that is made for, for Reverend Warriors for that hike, and you have to be present in order to claim those. October 10th is Washington, D.C., and the 17th of October is, Na is Knoxville, Tennessee. So make sure you get to your uh, local – I just burped local, – uh, local hike. And if you need to know where they're at, irreverentwarriors.com. Scroll down to the local event schedule and click on the hike that you choose, and you can go to the Eventbrite and it's you can sign up for free. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to try to make the the October third, right? That's the the Virginia third. Beach weekend. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make that one. That's the closest that I could make during that time. Uh, I'm yep, just so too. damn busy. It's it's insane. Um, October 10th, if you're not on the Silky Psych uh, in Manassas or, or DC, uh, you can come check out. We have an Irreverent Warriors team that's gonna be participating with um, our, one of our. I guess we can call it partners. It, it, it's it's still. They're still working out the details of that, uh, but go ruck. So we're going to have a irreverent warriors team. We're going to live stream a lot of it. Um, we're going to record. I mean, it's what I do. So I'm going to be recording it and we're going to have a lot of cool stuff. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. If you're in Raleigh and you want to cheer on your irreverent warriors, we have to finish. It's a 12 mile star course um, and we have to finish it in under five hours. And off the top of my head, we got, um, uh, Molly's going to be on the team. Mike Osha might be on the team myself. Uh, there's a guy named Ted who lives down the road, former army guy. Uh, there's someone else. Who's the other guy that's on the team? Sorry, man. I forgot who it is. Cause oh, that would that be a guy named Sully. Yeah. I said me, right. Didn't I? Um, there's five. Totally oh. said you. There's, there's <laughs> five of us. There's five of us. I can't remember who the fifth guy is, but it's, it's obviously someone that, um, I'm just forgetting. So, uh, yeah. So check that out. Upcoming episodes this Monday. I always do this, but whatever I get stuck in the, in the same old, same old this Monday, you're hearing this episode. So enjoy, uh, the Monday following that. I don't know the date off the top of my head, but, uh, we have Jerry share. Jerry is a Emmy award-winning director and she made a movie about, uh, traumatic brain injury. And you guys, I, I, I'm a broken record. I talk about it all the time, but you need to know that if you've, if you've been in combat, if you've been, if you jumped out of airplanes, if you boxed, if you wrestled, if you had any sort of banging of your head throughout your lifetime, and now you're suffering from the symptoms of PTSD or mysterious symptoms, headaches, uh, insomnia, um, low testosterone, um, whatever, you know, the gamut depression, uh, hair's falling, whatever it, it, it could be a TBI. And she made a great movie called quiet explosions. And it's about this doctor named Mark Gordon, um, who you might, oh, maybe you do remember, maybe you don't. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, and it's his, his whole new way of treating TBI. It's not really new. He's been doing it for 20 years, but it, it's, it's completely outside the, the realm of what is typical for treating TBI. And I can tell you as a patient, it, freaking works um so check them out uh, warrior angels foundation tbi waf tbi.org i believe um and then after her we're gonna have jeff morris who is a um army officer that the interesting story about jeff is that he was on haifa street with hamity oh so, shit! yeah he wrote a great book called god damn it sorry jeff I don't have it in front of me here. It's, um, I mean, obviously you're going to be in the show, so we'll plug it. It's like a uh, Legion something. I just can't remember, but uh, awesome. Awesome. story. he's actually a really good writer. It was, it was a really good book. So he's going to be on, and then we're going to have Dr. Mark Gordon on to come on. And once again, talk about TBI because it's important. Cause I know a lot of you guys out there, I talked to you on hikes. And I know a lot of you have anxiety, depression, everything. Headache. You're all there. Yeah. So, so it's worth, I think, checking out because I can tell you it, 
it's a life changer. And there's a, that movie quiet explosion is going to be available uh, in November. And what we're going to try to do, we're working with Jerry to get a um, screening of the movie. So hopefully we'll get, I, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know if we're going to do it like we, we did at revival 1869, or if we're going to do like, I don't know, I don't know, but we're going to figure out a way to get people to watch this. Cause the more veterans that see this, it, it will, and it can save your life. So um, that's basically it. Let me just quickly go over, make sure I didn't miss any notes. No, I am good. And we stuck pretty, stuck pretty well to it, man. Awesome. Awesome guys. Thanks for checking out the show. Go to 21 gun.net for everything. 21 gun. And until next time, take care, everybody.